Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash on SEN. Uh, Painting to join us after eight. As always, you can just call on 1300 42 1533 or send us a text on 0437 552 535. Flashman, a few off the text early on here on a Friday morning. Clarko needs to start lobbying the clubs like he did on the AFL rules. He's got 100% strike rate just about there. Well, that's the reason we got him, isn't it, David? That's the reason. He gets stuff done. So... Um, always just love the footage of Clarko rocking up to, you know how they have the coaches dinner the night before uh, the start of the season and they'd rock up to Gill's house and Clarko, horrific dress sense, but always rock up with a nice bottle of red. Reckon uh, he might have done the same Peter Gutman when he announced that six month contract. I think so. Um, dress sense is perhaps somewhere that you don't need to be going in. <laughs> you've never worn anything you've paid for because um, you don't pay for anything um, clothing wise. But, um, I just it, it is tremendous, you know, and I think it's a very valid text as well. He just demands that power, you know, authority. He does. He does. He does. Well, it has been a big week here, or a couple of weeks in the AFL world with the trade period, of course, the free agency period. And last week we were joined by Sam Edmund, and he's been good enough to join us again this week. Sam Edmund, welcome back to, well, Jack and Flash this week. Hey, oh, it's got a lovely ring about it, Jack and Flash. It just rolls off yeah. the tongue. Good morning, We've got here, the Jack. perfect opener, mate. The perfect <laughs> opener, perfect opener. Uh, mate, big week in uh, AFL football. A lot of things happened in the trade world. Have you got a little bit of a trade wrap-up for us? Well, 21 trades, Jack, in the end. A little bit quieter this year, but it was always going to be the case, wasn't it? So now all eyes on the draft for November 24 and 25 and the preseason draft, which might be a bit more hotly contested given so many players are in limbo. But given, as you know, the uh, state of the AFL market with pay deferrals and list sizes being what they are, no one had any money. No money here, Jack. So No cash here. No cash here, exactly. So, look, we had some clubs do very well. They had their targets. They hit them. We had some quieter clubs who perhaps were happy to take a back seat. But in the end, just about everyone got their way. There was always going to be some left on the cutting room floor. And obviously, Bobby Hill, Rory Lobb, and um, and poor old Tristan Sherry, who wanted to get to your mob, just couldn't quite get it. Oh, St Kilda, rather, just couldn't quite get it done. Tell me, Sam, good morning to you, mate. Um, this Hawthorne stuff, I find it fascinating. I mean, were we talking about just the... The ultimate bluff. We obviously saw what the president did uh, two weeks ago with his well, what, cryptic little message to the Hawthorne members. I, and, I, and we all thought that's involving Mitchell O'Meara or Gunston Wingard and then Bruce came up at the end of it. But nothing got done. I, I, I look from a Hawthorne list perspective. 
surely they had to do some business there. I mean, does anybody think they're going to win a flag in the next two years? Wasn't this a perfect opportunity to get some collateral back for the future? Well, it was, Flash, and they tried. It certainly wasn't through a lack of effort. Um, the, the coach even got on the tools, if you don't mind, to try and spark some interest in these guys. But the, the, all those players you mentioned have got two years to run on their contract. Now, we mentioned there's no cash here. Well, GWS were the ones that came the hardest in the air. Now, O'Meara never had any substance to it to Port Adelaide, despite people linking him. It was instead Chad Wingard that GWS only asked the question of and were told no pretty firmly. It was actually Luke Bruce, a player that... Leon Cameron's got a long-standing interest in him. The GWS uh, Giants liked him as a youngster. That was the one that had real substance. In fact, they'd struck a deal, the two clubs, Hawthorne and GWS. The Hawks were going to stump up a big portion of this salary over a three-year period, so GWS were happy with that. They're really tight when it comes to the salary cap. But again, in the end, the player holds the whip hand here, Flash, and he had two years to run on a contract, and Luke Bruce wasn't going anywhere. So Hawthorne would have loved to have done all the things you just did. Their draft hand, 5-21-24. Sam Mitchell wants to have his own team, quote-unquote. He wants to turn it over quickly. But they were just snookered for now, and it'll be an interesting watch over the next 12 to 24 months as to how they might try to get something back in for these guys. Sammy, isn't that the first port of call? Do you not just tell the player, hey, we would like to trade you? <laughs> not the last port of call when you've got all the business done and finally it's like, oh, the most important piece, mate, you're under contract. Would you like to get traded? And of course, Luke Bruce says, no, well, uh, t- the, the, now that the draft's been done, free agency's been done, picks can still be traded right up to the draft. What's the draft pool looking like for the 2021 National Draft? No, well, they can be, and they can be traded up in the, on the night as well, as we know now. There's live trading, of course, as well. So oh, I think there's going to be a lot of movement there in terms of Fremantle's pick 19, which at the end was the source of so much of a standoff regarding Jordan Clark. They're expecting bids to come for that because it's the first pick on the second night. You know, there'll be clubs that want to move up the draft. I look at St Kilda's hand. They, they would probably like a stronger... Um, hold in the draft as well. Um, Richmond, I think they've got a brilliant hand, haven't they? One of the hands of the draft, Jack, your boy, 7, 15, so. 26, 28. So I think you did okay on the Callum Coleman-Jones deal, didn't you? That future second round pick coming back. Um, in the end, you've lost those two promising ruck forwards that oh, certainly Callum Coleman-Jones, you didn't want to. And then they've kept coming for North Melbourne's pick one. How's the offers for pick one this year that look good on paper, but the Kangaroos resolute. They cannot read Jason Horn francis name out quick enough over there from South Australia. So, look, I think there will be some movement. The clubs haven't been, um, I guess, under pressure to do that right now because, as you say, they've got plenty of time. Take a deep breath, reassess. And the St Kilda Footy Club, I think, will be one that um, might do something as well given they've got pick nine, but then all the way back to 62 and after two really hectic and busy trade periods... They've, uh, they've got to change a strategy this year in targeting the draft as well. Sammy, the last thing with that, those Hawks players we mentioned, and I want to talk about Richmond briefly, and obviously the way they've constructed their list, um, they've held on to our little mate here on the other end of the radio, for example. They've, they've said, look, we're not going to tip out our veterans. We're going to have another crack. Surely to goodness, Tom Mitchell would have been an ideal for that team going forward. This was a bit like the Jager O'Meara one to Port Adelaide. I think a lot of people joining, the, trying to join the dots anyway and thinking this would be a great pickup. It never had any substance, though. I mean, Blair Hartley and uh, Tom Petrora, who is uh, Tom Mitchell's manager, spoke on a couple of occasions, mainly to work out from the other side what the hell's going on. Are you driving this? Am I driving this? In the end, it had no um, substance to it at all. It was never on the table. 
So we can look on as fans from the outside and think this would be a nice fit, but obviously salary was going to be a big part of that, wasn't it? The Tom Mitchell two years to run makes it hard. Uh, the risk of repeating myself and Richmond, as we know, um, not so much concerning this man uh, on the other end of the line, but their money is tied up in some uh, in a lot of their uh, sort of players at the moment for next year that um, that they're committed to and wedded to, which is fair enough. Uh, so they were pretty tight on the cap. Bit like the no cash here, Sam, involving me. No <laughs> cash here. A couple of quick ones before we let you go. We see a lot of trades floated here, and there's they, they, they get a little bit of groundswell behind them. What's the strike rate with the the actual reported trades out there? Now, social media obviously blows up now, and, and actual ones that are, that are viable trade options that, that do come through. Is it 50-50, or are we at the point now where everyone just throws a net out and hopefully someone comes up with the right trade. Well, I think what happens is, and you would know this better than anyone, Jack, if you go down to Punt Road and you went inside Blair Hartley's office, there's probably 60 guys on his whiteboard in there that they've talked about, canvassed. Half of them they might have reached out to or at least called their management to see, you know, hey, how's your guy feeling about the end of the year? So this is how the names get out. I mean, it's never to say that they're absolutely tradable or even they've gone down the path of, you know, uh, having a trade offered or being offered up for trade, but nothing stays a secret for long. And, and like Jager O'Meara, for example... Uh, even if that was raised at a very, very, very superficial level, it gets out. I think most of the ones that uh, in the trade period, they come out early in the piece. We're, we're pretty rarely surprised. I mean, it does happen. But all these guys, like the guys that didn't even get done, like Rory Lobb, of course, was one that came out of nowhere and had some real um, a real push behind it as well. Bobby Hill was was a bit the same, and Tristan Sherry we've, we've spoken about. So there's just so many names that get talking about, Jack. It doesn't mean they're all going to be traded. But the club's cast the net so wide, and not just for the current year, of course, but talks will be happening now about, you know, next year, and, and, and poor old Gold Coast have had to, had to bat off the uh, the dialogue around Ben King now for the last 12 months and, and the years to come. So um, it just shows you how forward-thinking the, the clubs are these days, and um, nothing stays a secret, really. And the last one, a little bit of an unusual one here. Daniel Talia had been floated around at a few clubs as mm. a... A ready-to-go, uh, strong key defender will sit out season 2022. I don't think we've ever seen this in the AFL before, a player sat out a season. It's a really interesting uh, scenario. Well, sadly for him, he might be sitting it out forever. I mean, um, obviously, your footy club met with him and talked to him. He was a, he was a candidate to fill that position that, that David Asprey left. In the end, Robbie Tarrant comes to punt road, of course. But Daniel Talia uh, settled in Adelaide, um, young family, wife with a, with a solid job there, was going to take a bit to move him. But regardless of all that, that foot injury has got some complications with it. In fact, he needs more surgery as well. So even so if he good. was willing to move, unfortunately, the body has just let him down over the last 12 months, Daniel Talia. And he's only just turned 30 as well. So you would argue plenty of footy still ahead of him. But uh, Lady Luck has not been on his side, unfortunately. Well, Sammy, thank you for joining us, chatting all things AFL. Of course, you'll be in the driver's chair at, uh, what, 9am, you said, heading up your show, is that correct? Big shoes to fill, Jack, for the mighty Jared Waitley, who's just uh, in his last wow. week of annual leave, thankfully, because he doesn't have wow. a mighty job, Jared. But uh, good fun steering the ship for him. Oh, thanks for joining us again, Sammy. Well done, Sammy. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, it's time to get some news headlines. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Hobart.